It's the Bangers and Classics podcast with me, James Rupper, and him, David Malloy. And uh, hello, David. Hello, James. This, this is this is take two, folks, because someone here, not James, is in a film mood this week, and was hell bent on ruining the podcast. Um, not, of course, it would be a difficult job to do that. But um, anyway, we're both here. We've both had some interesting adventures in the last 24 hours that were car-related. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe James will explain what his are. I don't know if he's going to. Mine involved, mine involved a trip down to Cheshire. Yeah. Which is about well, get on the route I took was about five hundred mile round trip. Came back to the M6 into horrendous weather through Cheshire and um, Lancashire, and I have to say some of the driving I saw uh, bordered in the idiotic. In fact, it was didn't even border on it; it crossed the border. Then the road home uh, was a little road I come up. If you like driving, it's a really nice road to drive, full of switchbacks, etc. You can't overtake on it. Uh, and yet people were doing that yesterday. And I was very, very close to seeing it head on about 100 yards in front of me, which wasn't clever, not smart. You know, drive safely, get home. That's my advice. Anyway, um, so I wasn't in the best of moods when I got in after experiencing all that. Uh, it's kind of lingered. But I'll, I'll, try and be, I'll try and be happy and smiley for the podcast. I'm smiling now, but you, you can't see it. Anyway, yeah. James, we're here in 2000. All right, yeah. And I had a speech prepared that I nicked from um, Julius Caesar, but friends, Roman countrymen, that um, I come to bury 2000. But we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, there must have been some good things about it, surely, James. There must have been. I don't, I don't think there is. Um, yeah, for various reasons, I'm even less prepared um, than, than I usually am uh, for these events. Um, well, uh, I mean, my takeaway from the last couple of days is that we, we, we should have met up on the M6 at some point and, that, and then we could have done it live and it, it, it would have been it would have been even better. But the year 2000 was a, um, a grim old year. But as you remember, of course, is that uh, that's when all the clocks stopped, computers refused to work, uh, cars stopped um, uh, and just about everything. You know, the TV didn't work anymore and all sorts. And that was because of the... Uh, um, the atomic clock of uh, 2000 because those computer engineers weren't com- weren't prepared at all. Right? Mm. Yeah, I got sacked because of that. Did you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't turn up to work for the first two weeks of 2000 on the basis nothing was going to work yeah. anyway. <laughs> Eventually, someone said, why aren't you here? Yeah. Everything, all the systems are down, aren't they? No, yeah. they're not. You're sacked. Okay, that's not true, but, you know, uh, I should have thought of that one. Uh, uh, yeah. A couple of weeks off work. Uh, <laughs> no point in turning up because nothing's going to work. What cars did we see in 2000 for the first time, James? I've got a list here. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I made a small list. It's not very exciting, I'm afraid. Uh, one, I think, well, one or two half-decent examples. Lotus 340R. Uh, you know why it's called the 340, James? No, no idea, David. Well, actually, it's because they made 340, but that wasn't the original reason. It was going to have a power-to-weight ratio of 340 bhp to, per tonne, and they realised they couldn't get close to that, so they built 340 instead to keep the name. Yeah. And that is a fact, believe it or not. Uh, as Michael Kane would say, not a lot of people know that. We also had the uh, PT Cruiser, car that's beloved of uh, bangers and classics, possibly. And certainly of Mr. Ruppert's guitar collection, the blast, blast along playing Gimme All Your Lovin' and Sharp Dress Man. BMW Z8, a bit meh for me. And then a car that I think you probably won't like as much as I don't like it, yeah. the BMW Mini. Well, no, I was sort of, sort of slightly softened to it over the years. Uh, um, it's, I mean, it's a remarkably clever pastiche, really, and it has been remarkably successful, um, but in a way, slightly pointless. But, it, but it's a very, it was a very clever thing because obviously they've 
convinced ev- everybody that all the minis are are fantastic now, even though they're sort of big, ugly um, brutes of things. Whereas that actually was was fairly fairly pretty up to a point. But yeah, I I would agree with you. It's not my favourite, but yeah, I've been unconvinced as to this mm. merits. It's it's okay mm. for, but I don't view it as a mini. It's it's just no. another car. Being honest, I don't think I'd buy one. Mm. Which is usually, you know, the acid test me. Would I actually want to have one of these cars? The answer is no. But they do employ people in Britain, and that's a good thing. So can't be too hard on, I suppose, James. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Noble M12. All right. Now, there you go. They're sort of, uh, if you like, a bigger bigger version of those, at least in some ways, with a Ford Duratec engine, I believe, uh, turbocharger. Yeah. yeah, they're okay. I mean, they're really more track-focused cars. I think yeah. they're road-focused. But, yeah, not bad. I mean, for, for a track day car, for something you've got to drive around a circuit, it's really the only place you can use these things to the potential. It's the only place you should attempt to. Um, yeah, probably quite good. Um, never driven one. But, yeah, I always admired them from, you know, some, some distance, shall we say. And then we have a car, James. It's going to be this week's mm-hmm. Bangor Classic. Oh, is it? Mm. All right. Yes, it is the Alpha Mayor 147. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yes, which came out this year and lasted for a decade. Mm. But what did you think of it? That's what I need to know. That's what the listeners need to know. Never mind. Well, me. yeah, I I did, uh, according to the uh, Ruppet Spangopedia, I uh, think it was uh, it was the best sort of pocket-sized alpha for several decades, actually. Um, it was a pretty good styling, um, loads of uh, interesting engines, uh, decent specs with it as well. Uh, really obviously you're going to tell me about 3.2 v6 um uh, and there and there are diesels um, which is something i don't think we've had before uh, with smaller uh, alpha Romeos or, or, or very many alphas at all i think um mm. but it was the usual thing in that yeah i mean it's always slightly um fragile because it's a alpha Romeo and mainly they they sort of get neglected by people that's always the way in that you know cars in, some are inherently unreliable, but some just attract people who use them for a bit and then they get passed on to idiots and, uh, you know, once they go out of the three-year warranty. Right. Um, but, yeah, apart from the seller speed uh, automatic, which always will give you problems, uh, I rather like them, actually. They're quite pretty and they're uh, eminently affordable. You can buy them very, very cheaply indeed. Except for the GTA. Hmm. Which is a bit more expensive. <clears throat> yeah. That's the one with the 3.2 V6. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 147, it's related to the uh, Saloon 156. And, of course, the Coupe mm. GT. I didn't have a 147, but I did have a GT. Uh, the GT with the mm. 1.9 diesel engine, the 16-valve version. And, yeah, it's a good car. Shares many of the same faults as the 147. One being the wishbones are almost a service item. Mm. You know, that's it's that kind of car. The sills seem to be vulnerable to damage as well. And it seems to be a very weak point, even though I suppose they galvanized them. Struggle yeah. with that one, why they're so weak and, you know, why they rust so badly if indeed they are galvanized. But uh, that seems to have been the case. Mm. Um, however, 147 was a good enough car in the eyes of the motoring press to win the European Car of the Year Award 2001. All right. Yeah, so there you go. And Alpha won it. Uh, it was revised, uh, I think, about 2004 or something. It was certainly was a midlife facelift. Didn't do a vast amount for it, but it didn't really affect the car greatly. But as you say, James, you had the um, choice of engine, a mm. couple of twin spark engines, 
Um, so called because obviously they had two spark plugs per cylinder. Yeah. And they were okay. The variators can go in yeah. the twin spark engines and they are known to be quite heavy on uh, cam belts. Yeah. So you have to bear that in mind. 3.2, beautiful engine. Um, of course, will drink fuel, make a lovely noise. And the diesel, as used on Fiat's, Lancia's, and Vauxhall's. Uh, I think oh, Sabs as well. Yeah, it's not so good in Sabs. That one, that's the one that's really, uh, we found it wasn't so good on. But uh, certainly in the Alpha, guys, it was very good. What can you say about it? It's an Alpha male. It looks pretty good. It goes pretty good. Yeah, you feel pretty good driving it. It's a classic. End of story. Yeah, I'll go along with that, David. I'm quite happy with that. Oh. I, I just like the fact it's very, very affordable, so that's good. I'm not, why, why are you agreeing with me, James? This, this well, is I, a... I don't really want to, but you are. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but you are, unfortunately, quite feisty today, David, and uh, um, uh, I don't really want to uh, raise your ire. Oh, no, it's great uh, fun. I've, no, that no, okay? no. Yeah, that's absolutely fine, yeah. yeah. Insult, insult me as much as you like. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, everybody else does. Yeah. Anyway... We'll take a break while I pour a bucket of water over myself to cool myself down. But back in a moment or two. This is the Bangers and Classics podcast, hosted today by two very grumpy chaps at having to relive the year 2000 again. It was pretty bad the first time around, let's be honest. And we are back after the break, and um, some balm has been applied to my fevered brow, something oh. like that. Yeah, apparently so. Mm. We'll talk about films from the year 2000 now, James, and I have to say, and I'm yeah. trying not to be too grumpy, yeah, it's a pretty rubbish lot from what I've seen, and I love films. Yeah, um, well, I love films as well, but uh, I mean, I always like to find a car in it. But uh, mm. you were talking to me about Gladiator. I don't know cars mean, in that. Well, obviously, I've just been joined by the cat who's decided to come in, mm. and yes, he's expressed an opinion by uh, turning his back in me now. So he's obviously not found any of the films in the mm. list. You could make a version of Gladiator with cars in it. Yeah, okay. Well, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, I suppose you could say, is a kind of Gladiator film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but Gladiator to me is, was and probably always will be overrated as a film mm-hmm. I know there was a massive hype about it um, never got it you had also The Patriot which my note beside that I wrote down was Braveheart USA not a very good film written by the same guy as Braveheart uh, oh, right. Randall, Wallace, Randall Wallace I believe um, now I mean I should say that one of my ancestors was in fact the Wallace of Braveheart um, mm. that's who I'm descended from but I didn't particularly like it because it didn't, it didn't really tell the, the true story. And The Patriot, again, has real events in it, but not very well told. Uh, you've got The Perfect Storm, uh, George Clooney et al., and the story of the uh, loss of the Andrea Gale. It's a film that takes liberties with facts because nobody really knows what happened to the boat, etc. No one knows how the crew met their fate. They never found it. There was a radio message sent. It went silent and, unfortunately, has remained silent ever since. And also you've got U571, which is a rewriting of history, which as a film and its own merits is okay. But I always just say, just tell the story. If it's a factual story, stick to the damn facts. They're dramatic enough in these cases. Mm. So that's a few. Meet the parents. Well, my note beside it says, no, let's not. Um, just didn't do it for me. Uh, what else you got? X-Men. If we'd left it at one film, James, mm. that might have been all right. Well that, well, that is the death of cinema because we get the superhero hmm. uh, yeah. stuff coming in and that and that's the end of it. That's why there's nothing to see at the cinema. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, it's sad because... And then now, I mean, they went with... Was it the... Um, oh, God, I can't remember the, the one. Uh, Thor. They started mm. messing around with Norse mythology. Mm. I mean, how dare you do that? Yeah, that's, that's quite... Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Really. 
It is grim. Invent your own heroes. Invent your own legends, your own mythology. You're more than capable of doing mm. it, guys. Um, High Fidelity, which was moved from its original UK setting of, I think, the London setting of the book to memory serves me Chicago for the film. Yeah. It's okay, it's passable. Best thing about it is there's a track in it, and the only track I like called Dry the Rain, well, it's the only track by the beta band that I like called Dry the Rain. Mm. He plays in it, um, which which is good. There's some not bad dialogue in it, and actually Jack Black's quite good, and it's quite interesting about running a record shop. Yeah, that's why I say it's passable. Yeah, it's, that's it's, right. As John Cusack films go, I don't mind John Cusack. Mm. It's, I wouldn't say it's one of his, of his best, but it's okay. It's watchable, put it that way. Mm. Um, no. What you've missed out, David, I think, which did come out in 2000, didn't Gone in 60 Seconds come out? In, yeah, in, I did. Like, I did deliberately, deliberately missed that. Really? <laughs> I just what, thought, no. What <laughs> is a, a truly, truly awful film. And, exactly. Uh, People will say, well, you like cars. You're like that. No. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's uh, it's CGI nonsense. Uh, it's a terrible script. Um, it's an awful premise. Uh, who's the uh, baddie? Uh, Doctor Who, yeah. So it, it isn't very good, really. And if you like cars, you you really do not like this film, I don't think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a typical Nick Cage film. I mean, Nick mm. Cage is an actor who has got talent. I mean, mm. I, I think he, he can act and he can play a good part in a film. He has done on a few occasions. But some of his films just think, what are you doing? What's going on here? It's just not that good. I mean, I also say that uh, Snatch came out that year, and actually there's quite a lot of um, uh, old British Leyland kit in that, which uh, Guy Ritchie does seem to like, old character. Oh, car. yeah. Um, there's some Jags in it as well, mm. obviously. Um, but I think there's another Rover SD1 in it, which mm. um, also was in other stuff. And I, I quite like the uh, Cockney Mockney uh, stuff, really. Yeah, Snatch uh, was okay. It was all right. Yeah. Mm. It brick topping it, if I recall, that's I remember. It. Yeah, that's yeah, and yeah. Brad Pitt's um, Traveller. Mm. No, no one could understand the word he said. No, exactly. <laughs> which, which, which was good. It, it was nonsense, of course, but mm. it, was, it was watchable nonsense. Yeah, um, and Guy Ritchie has made one or two good films over the years. So, you know, he's not... I know he gets slagged off for being the former Mr. Madonna, uh, in some quarters at least. But, yeah, I think he's made some, some decent films over the years, some, at, least some, at least some watchable films. Well, I actually um, would, would recommend that I saw recently. I think it was a 2019 film, which is The Gentleman. And mm. uh, that is actually very, very good. Surprisingly. Right. Yeah. I like Rock and Roller, but you're going back to about 2008 for that. Yeah. Quite like that one. That was probably my favourite of the ones he's made. Two Sherlock Holmes films as well with uh, Robert Downey mm. Jr. Yeah. N- I mean, not true to the stories. Um, Sir Arthur Bodie and Doyle, who wrote the uh, original stories, would find it unrecognisable, but entertaining enough in their own way. But it uh, did stray an awful long way from yeah, the source that material. That brilliant. That, that sounded like you said Bodie and Doyle. It was, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Was Sir, Arthur Bo- Sir Arthur Bodie. I didn't invent that. <laughs> uh, if, I don't suppose you know, listen to it, it's a guy I know. Ewan came up with that, mm. the, the character of Sir, uh, Sir Arthur Bodie and Doyle. So he gets the credit for that, not me. Uh, but I get the blame for saying it if no one likes the idea of it. Mm. So if there's any credit going, he can have it. If there's any blame going, I'll I'll, I'll take it because I'm like that. Yeah. So there we have it. T- films, we've had better years. I think it's probably a way of putting it. And yeah. nothing really much there for petrol heads. You could say, of course, when we saw Fish not released in 2000, was that 2001? I don't know. I didn't uh, know. I thought that was a horrible film as well. I'm yeah, the only bit of it was the TVR, which yeah, somehow... Yeah, there was a TVR in it. But yeah, yeah, which somehow appeared in America and UK plates and 
couldn't outrun heavily arm heavily armored SUVs. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that wouldn't happen somehow. I think that was two thousand and one. But yeah, so nothing much nothing much of great notice there. So yeah. we should well, move I'll, on. That's what I'll try and fix it that we don't go to two thousand and one. Yeah, in some way, uh, shape, or form. But but otherwise, but I tell you what, if, if you want to do the music of two thousand, there is nothing at all. Uh, that that is where music died. So yeah, I was uh, going to leave that to last, James. Because oh really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, it's great that we prefer this, isn't it? Beforehand, we do we do two or three hours of prep before we do this. Uh-huh. So yes, yeah, like, oh god, what's this? Uh, I've got the TV as well, which <laughs> my notes in it don't make for happy reading. However, I think what we should do, mm. um, we could perhaps find something that's good about 2000, oh, okay. is the challenge. Oh, right. This week's challenge. And that was to find mm. uh, a convertible mm. first registered in 2000. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a financial or a budgetary limit on it was £6,000. Yeah. And I expect you're going for the MX-5. There are 300 uh, MX-5s, uh, David, that uh, fit that description. So uh, yeah. you, you have to go with the majority, really. Don't no, I? you don't. I don't, no. See, I don't see there's any there's any way uh, back from that. Oh, of course there is. Yes. Uh, you walk in the opposite direction with your head held high and as fast mm. as you possibly can. Mm. That's my philosophy. No, I, I did go for a, a oh, mass-produced yeah. sports car, yeah, yeah. I went for a Fiat Barchetta. Oh, or right, Bachetta, depends how you want to pronounce it. Mm. Uh, it's from 2000. It's blue. Yeah. And it's got a black hood and a black cloth interior. And, of course, yeah. it's left-hand drive. A manual transmission, mm. uh, of course. A uh, couple of things about it. Now, is this one isn't in Car and Classic, because I couldn't find a 2000 registered car, um, or Barchetta, that uh, met the budget from, from that year. Mm. So it's on eBay. And it's on for, and I'll just refresh my memory, £4,495, mm. which doesn't seem bad value, I suppose, considering most of the other ones are, are more expensive. It's probably been sitting somewhere, either it's been in Ireland or abroad, because the MOT um, history doesn't start until about 2006. Then it peters out in 2012 and resumes in 2022. But such history as it is, is, is good. There's not a vast amount of advisories, and any of that there are are fairly minor things. The last test, which was April of this year, has no advisories, James. Mm. None whatsoever. And so you've got a pretty long MOT, certainly, mm. eight, good eight months on it. Um, the usual barquette spec, you know, with black roof, as I said, it's got alloy wheels on it, uh, electric windows. It's a pre facelift model, mm. uh, which means it was assembled by Maggiola, who uh, I think went bust in 2002. Mm. There's no mention of underbody corrosion or anything like that in the MOT history. So it's one I would certainly recommend having a look at. The Barchetta itself is a lovely little car to drive. I have driven one. I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. You know, so much so I even thought of buying one. But it's probably just a bit small for me, if I'm being honest. Mm. But if it's a car you can fit in, yeah, go for it. Don't let left-hand drive ever put you off. It's based on the first-generation Fiat Punto, as we all know. That's the platform it used. And the only downside of that is the gear change could be better. But that apart, James, it's, mm. I really thought it was a cracking little car to drive. It looks cute. It's good fun. It goes where you point it. There's everything you want from a nice little modern sports car. And what more can you say? So I'd, I'd commend this one to the house, but uh, I'm mm. sure you come up with something. Uh, what, the next one? No, I don't think you have, actually. Cause you're going you're to get down the line of, Making me think you've got one, and then yeah. have something else. No, well that's right. Well, actually, what I came across, um, 
uh, was a Peugeot 306, uh, which I think is an underratedly pretty car. Um, oh, the Cabriolet, a, yeah. As a Cabriolet. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I found one at uh, two and a half to make you laugh. Um, it's a two, <laughs> two liter SE. Uh, well, that's what we used to say in the trade, two and a half to make you laugh. Um, and, yeah, it seemed like quite a tidy car. It's had a few owners, but um, got 12 months uh, MOT. Um, looks really good. Just, um, yeah, just worth investigating a tiny bit more. But on the whole, it's a really, really, and it's a quite a distinctive car. As you say, we, we can all go out and buy an MX-5 uh, and join the club. Um, but uh, this um, is a very pretty car. It's a, you know, it's a very smart car. Um, look better than the contemporary uh, Golf that was uh, on offer as a convertible as well. So uh, uh, I, I think you'd look really cool in that, David. I could see you, and and and, and it's a proper four door as well. Uh, no, four mm. door, four mm. seat. You, yeah, you, you can take more chums along for uh, rides in the country. So I don't uh, have any friends. So I don't. You don't have any. Well, no, I don't have friends. About that, <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, I rather liked um, uh, uh, the look of that just because it sort of stands out from the crowd and uh, I think people will be uh, quite impressed by that. So, What colour is it, James? Well, I'm a bit colourblind and it, what does it tell me? Um, it's sort of a sort of a uh, metallic blue sort of thing. All right. Well, I only ask because there is one in my neck of the woods mm. I've seen a couple of times. Yeah. It's green. brown leather. That's why I know. I'll ah. The description. What does the description say? Uh, green, actually. It's green because I do get confused between them. So, right. so, so, so it's one of those nice, um, rich green colours. Where's it so. for sale? It's not for sale in the west coast of Scotland, is it? No, I don't think it is. Where is it? Um, Has it got a hard top? Uh, no. Hasn't got no. Ah. Um, I'm trying to see where it is. Oh, That's okay. Get directions, location map. That's uh, so, <laughs> so isn't it wonderful? See, in the old days, you didn't know where anything was. Burnley, there we go. We'd have Burnley, to Burnley, yeah. So right. uh, it's halfway between. Damn, Burnley. I could have went there yesterday. I was passing through Lancashire. Oh, really? Well, you, across, could have, yeah. you could have uh, gone and bought it. Well, I could have done. Mm. Um, yeah. The day I was having, I don't think I'd have been in the mood for it somehow. No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, just there's a green one uh, locally. It's got a hard top. It's like a contrasting hard mm. top. Looks in very good. I've seen it a few times. About yeah. I mentioned it in the pod a few times. Mm. Just in the off chance that it might be up for sale. Yeah. Because it's going to be nice. About 2001 as well, I think. Mm. The 06 is okay. Uh, it's, mm. I would rather have a Renault 1916 valve convertible. Mm. Well, of course, well, we've been, mm. but they, they wouldn't have made them by 2000. They, they were gone by then. And we'll come back with the last part of the pod in a minute or two. You're listening to Bangers and Classics, the podcast with the time machine that's as clapped out as our patter. And we're back with the final part of the podcast. And, well, what can you say about this? Music from the year 2000. If you're of sensitive disposition, probably best just kill the podcast now and go and do something else to we're back next week. Because it's pretty depressing a lot, James, isn't it? Mm. Well, Um, Well, for me, there's nothing it's zero it's uh, there is nothing at all music music is dead from uh, 2000 on well i remember you too that had an album out that year mm. uh, the lead single was beautiful day and remember guys at work came up and said oh it's, they were big u2 fans this is them back to the classic best you know after uh, 1997's pop which mm. was dreadful so i bought the album i think i played it once maybe twice like and like nah Sorry, it's just not doing it for me. And that's probably the highlight of this list. You also mm. had Bon Jovi, uh, who were in the charts that year, massively in the UK with It's My Life. 
one or two Bon Jovi songs over the years I have quite liked, but no, I think they were probably past their best by that point. Mm. I think they hit the peak in about sort of early to mid nineties, and mm. after that, should we say not so much? You Coldplay as well. Well, again, Coldplay one or two good songs as as a body of work. I'm really not that that keen on them. Um, but I think they were they yellow in the charts. And the album was called Parachutes, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, and well. Um, I think I do have it actually somewhere. I don't play it, so that probably tells you a lot about it. I'm afraid. Mm. M and M with a real slim shady, not my kind of music, to be fair. So probably best not comment on it. But it's just not my my thing. You had Pink again, not my kind of music really. Uh, my wife quite likes some of Pink stuff, but I'm not a fan. Britney mm. Spears, no, just gonna say no. And then you've got Madonna, who had an album called Music and a version of Don McLean's American Pie. Like custard pie would have been better, to be honest. The, the phantom flanflinger should have appeared and put yeah. an end to that one, but he didn't. So, yeah, that is it, James. I mean, I can't see anything there on mm. that list. And that those are a few I've picked out as being potentially some of the better uh, records of that year. Uh, just don't see anything much. I may have missed a few. I'm bound to have missed a lot. But, um, no. It's a, no, it's a you haven't. You've missed nothing there. Sad state of affairs. So, mm. well, move on to TV, and the list is no less depressing. Um, I mean, let's have a look at what we had that year. We had the start of CSI, which, you know, were more CSI franchises than Bloomin' Burger King, weren't they, at one stage? There was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I did forensic medicine at university, so I'm speaking with some degree of knowledge, mm. and nah, not for me. Mm. Nah. Maybe one series of a show, one series yeah. of one show might have might have been okay. But it was done to death, and because of that, gets a thumbs down. Yeah. Monarch of the Glen, Richard Bryars. Yeah. No, I quite like I quite like Richard Bryars, mm. but Monarch of the Glen, absolutely not. No, no, thank you at all. Ali G. No, I'm not. Also, I'm not a fan of Sash and Barracone, but Ali G. Was pretty good. Uh, he was quite clever with it, I thought. But again, I went on too long, and he used the same joke for the other characters, mm. and he protracted it. These things are best in small doses. Go in there, hit the mark, get out and do something else instead of effectively reusing the same joke and the same setup time and time yeah. again until it really is, it just doesn't work anymore. But the yeah. original LEG, yeah, it was good. I'll give it that much. Big Brother started that year, James. Did it? That's yeah, all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, all yeah. I've got to say about it. I've nothing good to say about it. So that's it. And well, also location, location, location. Nothing good to say about that either. Uh, I've written a rude word next to it, so I won't even read that out. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh, one more thing. And this was something that uh, people I do have time for were involved in, and I've written next to it, no, no, no. The TV series was the remake of Randall and Hopkirk Deceased. Oh, yeah. With Vic and Bob. Mm. Now, Vic and Bob can be very, very good. Mm. Individually, uh, and Bob Mortimer can be an extremely funny guy, very witty guy. Some of the stuff's a bit out there and random, but they do ha- they do have talent. There's absolutely no question about it. Uh, they can be extremely funny. This is a vehicle for them. Someone probably thought it's a good idea. Um, no, you best to leave these things alone. Randall and Hopkirk uh, was a classic series. Um, used to upset me when I was very young because one of the characters was dead. And mm. I found that very upsetting when I was a kid that he couldn't mm. touch anything, etc. Uh, always a sensitive child me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, having <laughs> insensitive adult, but there we go, sensitive child. But uh, Vic and Bob's version, nah. 
just wasn't for me. I don't think they ever made a second series of it. Maybe they no, did. No, I don't think they did. I think that was, that was probably the four or six, and that was it, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we all watched it because we remember the other one so fondly, and you just think, well, could they... In a way, it's not could they make it better, but could they make it just, just, as, just as interesting, and uh, they didn't really. Yeah, I think with these programs, they should just be left. Come up with new ideas, yeah. new concepts. Um, you can take a riff from it. You can take some inspiration from it, by all means. But leave the original in peace because the chances are you're not going to be able to replicate it. And particularly people who love the original are going to find it difficult to accept a new version of it. Well, and also there wasn't, there wasn't a, a Vauxhall Ventura in it, was there? That's the, that's the main downside. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, no. <laughs> uh, better not go there either. Put all the Vauxhall. And also his missus was in it, wasn't he? Um, uh, Hopkirk's missus was in it, Jeannie, um, mm. who's got a famous name as you but you see her in loads of things she's in the saint and uh, uh a lot of stuff from that era yeah but we've we've slipped back to 1971 or something we know no, not 1969 or something or 1968 yeah, right, yeah. was i think it was late 60s yeah um i only saw it as reruns uh yeah. later on being i mean 1968 i probably be munching a farley's rusk or something mm. probably same in 1978 mind you but we're not yeah, going to go there <laughs> yes anyway are you spinning the wheel again, uh, I believe, on Friday, Mr. R? Well, yeah, I'll have a go, yeah. Yeah, yeah come up with yeah, a better blooming year I'll this week. A better year. I'll definitely get a better year, you know, by hook or by crook. So, yeah. yeah. No, we have, we have to go for the wheel guiders. Mm. Uh, for guiders yeah. to a year that hasn't got anything good, we've still got to do it because that's yeah. how we roll. It's a warts and all podcast. It's, yeah. Well, there's not much left apart from the warts usually. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's just a warts podcast. Um, the warts are all. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening to us being all sad and depressed about 2000. We'll be a bit more cheerful next week, I'm sure, uh, especially who comes up with a good year for us. So till then, I'll simply say, take care. Yeah, thanks uh, very much, everybody. Um, yeah, I won't be going anywhere near the year 2000. So uh, there you go. Uh, I won't be going anywhere because my car's broken, but there you go. That's another story. <laughs> yes, uh, this is... see, see you next week. <laughs> yes. Have you broken your car, James? Yeah. Uh, well, it broke itself, really, and it had nothing to do with me. Uh, hitting it with a sledgehammer didn't do any damage, then? No, that's right. No, okay. Well, maybe that was me, then. <laughs> All right, cheers, folks. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>